And we are back. This is Moving Forward with Young Voices on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Very happy to welcome Lindsay Poss, who is a Young Voices contributor to the final segment of today's show. Uh, Lindsay, welcome. And tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I am a Young Voices contributor, and I work in communications for a small think tank that works on technology policy issues based in Washington, D.C. So I spend a lot of my uh, day-to-day contacting people like you, trying to get our senior fellows out for interviews and such. And in my free time, I am a business of esports contributor, and I spend a lot of time thinking about gaming and internet culture and trends. So that's where uh, my passion lies. Well, it sounds like you are exactly the right person that we need to be talking to as, as we talk about what happened with Reddit and uh, GameStock. And, and there, there have been some further ripples that have come out from here. I'm looking at an article that, that you penned for Inside Sources. Sorry, Reddit investors, meme stock doesn't actually help companies. And I want to understand what exactly is meme stock? I've seen the word, but I could never define it for anybody. This, I think meme has become a larger word, an umbrella term kind of to describe anything that happens on the internet. Obviously, we think about memes as a classic picture with words or some type of funny text overlaid uh, on a theme. But when it comes to this context, I think it's more about the trend that Redditors who have been posting and created their own online community kind of made a joke out of buying this stock it's a little bit confusing because it was a serious joke and it actually panned out into something. But I think the meme term just kind of encapsulates Internet trend as a whole or something that young people on the Internet are interested in doing. People of any age, rather. But I think it gets skewed towards the younger audience a bit. So the the what we saw with GameStop and, and the, the buying up of, of those uh, or the bidding up of those stock prices started as a meme or as, as uh, did it start? I mean, it didn't start as a serious effort as I understand it, to to soak the hedge funds, did it? It's a little bit. This is where internet trolling comes into play. Okay. And there, Wall Street Bets actually developed its own language for talking about these stocks. So if you saw someone post with a diamond and praying hands, it meant that they were holding on till the end. Or, or rocket ships meant take this stop this stock to the moon. Or there was this whole kind of language developed around what these stocks meant to the people that were actually posting in this Reddit thread, Wall Street Bets, and that's kind of how it originally got started. So that's, uh, again, I think that's where the meme, meme stock thing comes in a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really where it took off. Um, tell me this, Lindsay, in your opinion, was there a winner in the whole uh, GameStop hedge fund, uh, you know, Reddit uh, affair? There were a few winners. And I will say this, it's a little bit difficult to write a nuanced opinion in less than 800 words. So I'm really glad to have this opportunity to explain a little further. The first winner was the internet trolls. They did prove that they have some type of power and ability to manipulate the stock market. They also proved that they can target that manipulation at specific companies. And I think that that is a really interesting new way that the internet and that the platform economy has allowed regular people to interact and interface with the stock market that has traditionally been done dominated by firms. However, the bigger winner in terms of monetary gain was definitely the hedge funds, and that's for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that they have very complex trading algorithms that were absolutely looking at what was happening with the individual retail investors and absolutely taking advantage of the vacuum that was created when those retail investors got kicked off. 
even before they got kicked off. Hedge funds were definitely placing their bets on GameStop stock and reaping rewards from said stock. It is definitely a very naive to think that retail investors were the only ones looking at what was happening with this and gaining rewards when trading firms are 10 steps ahead of retail investors at all times. So while retail investors did prove that they have power within the market and that individual uh, groups can band together and really shake up a market, which is really interesting and hasn't happened before, that is a win for them. They also proved that hedge funds, with their better trading practices, are still able to dominate what's happening in the market and still able to reap the rewards from a volatile market. Uh, the people who did lose were the specific hedge funds who shorted this stock, which I believe there was two. I know one was Melvin Capital, and then the other one was actually um, I'm completely losing the name, but the guy from Big Short okay. <laughs> is his firm that uh, set this actually set this all in motion when they released a video on why they shorted the stock. Those two did not do well because obviously they had to buy back uh, their, their and close their short position and, and the float, which wound up being difficult because they oversold the float and then all of a sudden had a vacuum of 140% of the stocks out there when only 100% are available. Ouch. So those two definitely lost. Internet trolls lost a little bit because they still allowed other large hedge funds to make money, which their whole goal was to punish hedge funds. They punished two, but they rewarded a lot of other ones. And then hedge funds also won, as long as they were not the two I described before. Lindsay, so, you, you mentioned complex. that the, the hedge funds themselves, or at least the, the big players, the, the institutional players, seem to have, uh, they're, they're several steps ahead of, of a lot of other people. Does it matter that it, it appeared that uh, they had some help, you know, from various regulatory agencies, uh, maybe even, you know, right on up into, you know, the upper levels of government that stepped up and said, uh, mm -mm, you know, we got to stop this or we got to shut this down quickly because it, it felt like there was an intervention that, that took place there. It absolutely matters. I do not believe that Robinhood and TD Ameritrade closing off the abilities to trade and purchase this stock was the right choice at all. I believe that's an extreme infringement on personal liberties that should not have happened. The unfortunate thing is hedge funds were able to step in and take complete advantage of that, which they already were taking advantage before those uh, those platforms were shut down, but it, it only increased the uh, inequalities between the retail investor and the trading firms that already existed. It's an interesting question on how uh, individual retail investors are able to kind of keep up with these firms. The reality is they're not. I mean, I played basketball, but I would never compare myself to an NBA player whose job it was, or it is, to professionally play basketball. However, the platforms that have become available attracting attention from regulators is really interesting. I don't believe that the platforms themselves made the correct regulatory decision. And actually, a lot of regulators have stepped up and said that's not the right regulatory decision. And you can't infringe upon if someone's put money into something, you can't choose to shut it off from them. So when it comes to what happens next with the SEC investigation and all of that, I certainly hope that they take into account that these larger funds are better poised for success and always will be. So I certainly hope that there's no punishment to the retail investor just because in this instance, they were able to actually band together and affect a change. Regulation is notoriously behind the platform economy in 
a lot of different platforms. I mean, gig platforms and social media and all of this. There are a lot of regulatory issues to pick apart in the platform economy. This is an added layer to that. And I can only hope that the regulations that are established or put in place consider more the retail investor because they are the ones with the less power in the situation. Lindsay, is it inevitable that uh, these regulations will be enacted or is it just something that's that's being hinted at for now? Oof. That's a tough question to answer. There's a big rallying cry over protecting the individual investor, which I think is a good regulation to look at. And um, the explosion in growth in Robinhood and other retail investing apps over the past year has drawn some scrutiny, sometimes for the right reasons, sometimes for the wrong reasons. This, I believe, is for the wrong reason. I do not believe that they should have shut off trading. Um, I, I do hope that in the future, the retail investor is better protected. And I do think that there is kind of an inevitable, at least look at what happens here, whether anything, whether any regulations are passed, that's a different story. Who knows? Is it safe to say that the only reason that uh, this particular Reddit group um, succeeded in what they were trying to do for those two, uh, you know, to teach a lesson to those two hedge funds, did it only succeed because they were able to organize and mobilize a large number of people um, so quickly? And, And if so... Does this mean that other people who want to do something similar are going to have to have that same, you know, galvanizing factor? One of the wild sort of things that's happening is that Internet groups are moving beyond forums and now into entire platforms dedicated to certain practices. So things like Robinhood did actually allow a Reddit thread like Wall Street Bets to kind of team up and form an entire union where they could affect decisions. So in the future, I would expect large groups that are able to find a platform to be able to affect change in certain categories as long as they can. I mean, this one created an entire language and banded together very well. If that can occur in a different scenario, I do believe that they have the power to affect change. It just depends on how strong those bonds are within the group and how motivated they are to actually try. Okay. Well, I see a lot of celebrating going on, and and I have to admit, like most people, I kind of want to celebrate, but I don't really know for sure that I understand what happened. (laughs) While it lasted, right. It was very fun. I don't want to take that away. And the memes were hilarious, and it was very fun. It just didn't do what everyone was celebrating as much as they thought it did. (laughs) Okay. This is good to know, though. And I I appreciate you shining the light on this so that we can can understand what what really happened versus, uh, you know, what the memes may be telling us. Where can people find your work, Lindsay? You can find me on LinkedIn, Lindsay Poss. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-P-O-S-S. And at Lindsay Poss on Twitter. Very good. Talk to me. Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you. It was great talking to you. This has been Moving Forward with Young Voices on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. 